Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another installment of Morning Reload. From high above all other puerile and pedantic forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. I never thought I would say this, but I'm actually happy to be back here in the Middle Swamp. I had a harrowing journey from Rollins all the way to Cheyenne yesterday. I left Jackson approximately 12.30 on Saturday and made it all the way to Rollins on a sheet of black ice. And I thought, mistakenly, that road conditions would improve in the morning. Not only was I wrong, it took me four and a half hours to get from Rollins to Cheyenne. On top of Elk Mountain, I was stopped for over an hour in a blizzard. In any case, and much to the disappointment, I'm sure, of every redcoat in the state, I made it. It's Washington's birthday. Yeah, it's not really President's Day. That's what everybody calls it, but that's not really its name. Title V, Section 6103A. That's the part of the U.S. Code that lists all the federal holidays. The third Monday in February is known as Washington's birthday. But February 20th is not Washington's birthday either. He was born on February 22nd, 1732. Upon Washington's death in 1799, his February 22nd birthday became a perennial day of remembrance for the indispensable man. It wasn't until 1879 when President Rutherford B. Hayes signed it into law as a federal holiday, but at that time it only applied to the District of Columbia. So in 1885, it was expanded to the whole country. Washington's birthday remained on February 22nd as a federal holiday until 1971, when the Uniform Monday Holiday Act was passed. That was an attempt to create more three-day weekends for the nation's workers. In the bill, they tried to change the name of Washington's birthday to President's Day, but that was roundly rejected. The reason the third Monday in February was chosen is it's smack dab in between Abraham Lincoln's birthday on February 12th and Washington's birthday on the 22nd. Nevertheless, the main piece of the Uniform Monday Holiday Act passed in 1968 and it took effect in 1971 following an, an executive order from Richard Nixon. Washington's birthday was then shifted from the fixed date of February 22nd to the third Monday of February. Columbus Day, Memorial Day, and Veterans Day were also moved from their traditionally designated dates. But as a result of widespread criticism, in 1978, Veterans Day was returned to its original November 11th date. Since that time, a lot of states have decided to refer to Washington's birthday as President's Day. Evidently, a Washington's birthday furniture sale doesn't quite have the same ring to it as a President's Day sale. No matter what states refer to the third Monday of February as, it is still listed in the United States Code officially as Washington's birthday. And rightfully so. Morning Reload is brought to you by 307 Cowboy Country. If you're in the market for a backyard shed or maybe a greenhouse or even a garage, then you should call Bryce and Melody Reese at 307-441-1815. They have offices in both Casper and Cheyenne. 
So if you need a place to put all of your summertime lawn equipment in, or maybe you just need a storage shed, give them a call. Again, their phone number is 307-441-1815. Montana Shed Center, Buildings for Life. We are now at the three-quarters mark for the 67th Legislature's 2023 Legislative Session. As I predicted, the chasm between the left and the right, at least in the House of Representatives, has continued to widen. On Saturday, Evidence-Based Wyoming released their updated legislative scorecard. What it continues to reveal is that there are no moderates in the Wyoming legislature. There are conservatives, and then there are the redcoats. I've posted the updated scorecards at CowboyStatePolitics.com so that you can see exactly what's going on. Like sin, the more you vote like a Democrat, the easier it becomes, and the more obvious it is to everyone else. What the data shows is that you have 26 people, the Freedom Caucus, who vote with the Republicans an average of 86% of the time. There are 31 other Republicans that vote with the Democrats an average of 80% of the time, and then you have the five Democrats in the House. It's a pretty amazing split. You should go look at it. I don't mean to imply that it's all dreariness. It's certainly not. There are some important pieces of legislation that are going to make it to the governor's desk. For example, the crossover voting bill. That one would move the deadline for changing your party affiliation back to the last day of the filing period in May. That one already passed the House overwhelmingly and unamended. It was resurrected from the Corporations Committee and now is ready to be debated on the floor of the Senate. Most likely, that one will make it through the Senate, and there's at least a good chance that it'll do so unamended, though I'm sure there will be attempts to make the deadline closer to the primary election. After all, just like in the House, there are beneficiaries of crossover voting in the Senate. Getting any politician to vote against their better political interests is a gargantuan task. Maybe this time we've got it figured out. Joining in on the hyper-partisan fun is the editorial board of the Red Star. The editorial board of the Pravda on the Platte, Wyoming's paper of record, published a front-page editorial entitled, Everywhere You Look This Legislative Session is Hypocrisy. And I quote, For several months last year, Wyoming's conservative political discourse focused on the sexualization of children. Specifically, voices on the far right concentrated on a few library books that they said were inappropriate for teenagers who are not mature enough for frank depictions of sex, gender, and other matters. I can't believe I have to say this, but do we really live in a society where graphic, sexual, pornographic material is acceptable for elementary and middle school students? The Casper Star Tribune seems to put, seems to think that all of these books are constrained to high school libraries. They're not. They're in the children's section of libraries across the state of Wyoming. And it's absolutely disgusting that the Casper Star Tribune wants to legitimize any of it. Skip a couple paragraphs. Listen to this. Similarly, we've seen a handful of hardline conservatives support multiple attempts to take away the right of small business owners to decide for themselves what health and safety rules they want to set in their own businesses. These lawmakers rail against big government, but also want government to say, for example, that an immunocompromised store owner couldn't tell her patrons that mask wearing was a requirement for entry. 
And of course, those patrons would have every right to take their business to another store if that was unacceptable to them, end quote. The Red Star is referring to House Bill 66, of course. They forgot to tell you that the bill only deals with COVID-19. And the larger overarching issue is that you don't have a right to tell people what to do with their health care, period, whether you're a store owner, immunocompromised, or otherwise. Article 1, Section 38 of the Wyoming Constitution states that everyone has the right to make their own health care decisions, not a store owner, not an employer, and certainly not the government. And the Red Star definitely doesn't want to tell you that many business owners across the state of Wyoming attempted to make their employees jab a chunk of metal into their arm and take a vaccine that they didn't want, didn't need, and didn't work anyway. The Casper Star Tribune has turned into nothing more than an oversized political blog printed on paper. Rarely does it report actual unbiased news. It's always got a leftist bent to it, and they always attack conservatives. And every chance they get to talk about something pro-abortion, they do it. It's no wonder their circulation numbers are going down. Now, if you're tired of political crap masquerading as news, then you should check out the Wyoming News Chronicle. It's a new statewide paper that focuses on these things called facts and verified sources, two things the Red Star knows nothing about. It's pretty rich that the Casper Star Tribune wants to talk about the hypocrisy of others, but they fail to recognize their own. One big story that Cowboy State Politics broke not that long ago was the trials and tribulations of Representative Cyrus Western and Johnson County Commission Chairman Bill Novotny. That's the tale of two elected officials using campaign money to attack private citizens, and citizens who were the constituents of one of those elected officials. You would think that this would turn out to be red meat for any newspaper to cover, and yet the Red Star has yet to print a word of it in their pages. The Sheridan County attorney, Diana Bennett, refused to act on the investigation that was conducted by Sheridan County Deputy Boot Hill. If you listen to the Sheridan Press or the Buffalo Bulletin or Sheridan Media, this case is open and shut. Nothing to see here. Please move along. These aren't the droids you're looking for. However, last Thursday, there was a meeting of over 200 Sheridan County residents who met at what was called the Patriot Chat. Those are chats that are put on on Thursday by the Sheridan County Republican Party. Their purpose in meeting? To discuss what could be done with Representative Cyrus Western. One thing that came out of that meeting is there are additional complaints that have been filed with law enforcement in multiple jurisdictions. This case is far from over. In fact, right now, as we speak, it's sitting on the desk of the Wyoming Secretary of State. I'll keep my eyeballs on this story for you and let you know if there's any developments. The legislature is not in session today. You should be happy about that. When they're not in the Capitol building, they can't spend any more of your money. The truth is, Wyoming citizens would be far better off if all of these politicians that we elected to come down here to Cheyenne did absolutely nothing and just took a two-month vacation from work. Nobody's liberty is safe when the legislature is in session. Well, it's Washington's birthday, so go to one of those sales or something and enjoy the afternoon. I think I'm going gun shopping. That'll do it for today's installment of Morning Reload. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. From the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne, 
I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.